0: Yo, what's going on? Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Subject to Change here. Your host, myself, Jordan McCabe. And today we have a very special guest and I can't stress that enough. My boy, Rob Bob is in the building. Rob Bob, what's up, man?
1: What's up, man? What's up?
0: Not a whole lot. I'm glad, like I said, we have been waiting for this day since we started the pod. We're like, we gotta get Rob Bob on, but I think This might be the best time that we could have lined up getting you on the podcast because you just had a big decision to make and you locked it in. Tell me about, uh, you know, your decision. Tell me where you're going. Those of you that don't know, you got to run it down for me, Rob. What all went into your your college decision?
1: Yes, sir. So pretty much uh, about a couple days ago, I committed to Rochester University in uh, Michigan. So, yeah, I'm glad that thing worked out. I'll be there next year. Are you excited? Yeah, very much so.
0: How do you like the coaches and everything at Rochester?
1: They're really nice. I got to visit the campus, and uh, I got to meet all the coaching staff. So they all seem to me very nice people. So I'm excited to get starting to work on with them.
0: Yeah, so what are you doing right now? So everybody that jumps on here, we talk about, um, first thing we hit it seems to be everything anybody talks about nowadays is you know the pandemic covid uh everything and how that affects you what's your life been like since covid
1: kind of tough because uh given my living situation i need to be a bit careful with where i go and all that so i've been kind of self-quarantined this entire time just doing like home workouts, jogs around the neighborhood and all that type of stuff. That's so good. kind of, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you can't change it. You can only adapt to it. And a lot of guys are, are adapting pretty well. Um, but, so you've been you've been kind of just working out at home. Where is uh where is home right now, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, right
1: now I'm uh, I'm my friends in Farmington Hills in Michigan. Okay. Yeah.
0: Got you, so you were you were at spire last year, correct though, at the academy, yeah, got you, and then you're just kinda you're you're staying you said with a friend in Michigan, and then you're gonna are you planning on moving in here for a fall semester at Rochester?
1: yeah, I do. I live on campus, and um, yeah,
0: how's the campus?
1: It's pretty cool, it's uh in terms of colleges, they're a fairly small school. They have about 1,000 to 1,500 students. But, you know, uh, that's still a lot of people since Spire had like a couple hundred kids at most. So it'll be yeah. a little bit, big jump for me, but I'm excited to get to know a lot of new people and all that.
0: You got a girlfriend, Rob?
1: Not yet. Still looking.
0: Not yet. Not until you get on on campus. Was do you know the do you know the girl the guy ratio at Rochester? Did that go into your decision or no?
1: Actually, I never checked
0: that. So uh,
1: I have to check that after the interview.
0: You might want to yeah, you might want to tap into that. But that's good stuff. Rob Bob is single and ready to mingle, folks. But uh, so let's talk a little bit. So we talked quarantine. You've been doing a lot of at home workouts. Um, who who's somebody like? you work out with somebody right now? Do you have a trainer? Like, growing up, I never had one. I was always kind of in the gym by myself. Um, my dad would give me certain things to work on, but he would never go in. Do you have a trainer right now or, you know, before quarantine? Who do you work out with?
1: Yeah, uh, before quarantine, when I was inspired, I have my uh, one of the trainers. He would always work one-on-one with me. Uh, now I'm kind of, like, by myself, so just uh, I do – I work out on myself pretty much. But if I ever need help with anything, i just reach out to my coaches or my trainers, and they'll help me, they'll help me out, so, yeah.
0: So, Spire was a big, big jump for you, wasn't it? That, that helped in terms of relationships and workouts yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, when you – let's talk about because I've seen – everybody's seen the video of you in, I'm assuming, Romania, where you're from, uh, you know making everybody else look like they're in third grade which i don't know when were some of those viral videos what was that eighth grade
1: that that was actually uh 2015 it was my second year in italy you said italy yeah why did you uh, go to italy well when i was 14 i left home and i went to play and study in uh, Rome, italy for two years and uh I played there for Stella Tour Academy, which is like one of the best junior academies in Italy. And uh, my second year, we actually had this tournament somewhere in Spain. And there was a lot of big teams like Real Madrid playing us. Yeah. And uh, that's when the, they took those highlights of me and stuff went viral. So this was
0: when you were 14?
1: Uh, I think I was 15 at the time.
0: Okay. So you're 14, 15, and you said you left home to go study and play in Italy?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you know what 14, 15-year-old American boys do? They play Fortnite, and that's it. That's all they do. They play for- – you play Fortnite, Rob?
1: Uh, I did at the beginning, but I'm, I'm not with that game anymore. I don't know anymore. The-
0: What do you play now?
1: Call of Duty, mostly.
0: Let's go. You got Xbox, Rob?
1: Yeah, I got Xbox.
0: Oh, dude. After after we 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 stop recording, I don't want you to throw it out here because the millions of people that listen, I don't want them adding, you know, Rob Bob and your Xbox starts smoking. But I'm gonna get your gamer tag and we're gonna throw down in war. You play Warzone? Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, sorry, I'm I'm digressing. I have a really bad attention span and I go everywhere, Rob, but let's get back to so you you leave home, Romania. Was basketball before the age of 14? Was that something that was important to you, or did that not happen until that, like, 14-, 15-year-old age?
1: Well, the first time – well, first off, my dad played basketball professionally for, like, 22 years back home. Right. So growing up, I always – he was a big influence on in me, and I always looked up to him when it came to basketball. And – uh the first time we ever went together on a workout, I was like six years old. so said- that's kind of yeah, that's kind of when the journey started for me. Um, I know we spent endless days just us together in the gym, working out post moves and awesome. there.
0: are those some of the best memories that you have in terms of basketball? I feel like that's everybody when they're younger and they're in the gym with pops or whatever. Or is that some of your best memories?
1: Yeah, definitely like the most quality memories. You know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I trust me, I feel you on that. So you were you were six when you kind of came into contact with the game of basketball, fell in love with it.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I, I just played uh, for junior teams around my city. Eventually, when I was like 10, I believe, uh, my dad opened up his own basketball academy. Really? And I ended up playing for him for the next like four years.
0: How That's kind you, of
1: uh, when How was you
0: playing for your dad? How long? No, how was it? Because I played for my dad too, and we didn't get along when that happened.
1: <laughs> oh, he was actually pretty good. Uh, was he? Yeah, we... Obviously, like you push me like more than the other kids, cause you yep. know there's the friction. But uh, yeah, you know everything he taught me was to help me be better at what I do, so can't complain, you know.
0: No, that's that's awesome. So you jumping back, you were six years old. You picked up a basketball, fell in love with it. So by my calculations, when you were six, you would have been probably six foot four.
1: 65? No, really, not really. <laughs>
0: um, when did you when did when did that happen? Like were you just always taller than everybody?
1: Yeah, so I was always uh taller. I mean, my dad's 7'1", my mom's 6 foot, so I kind of got the genes for it, but I was never super tall until I believe 12. And then I had a a two-year massive growth spurt and uh that's when I kind of grew up to, like, 7'5", for my 6'8". You, were, you,
0: were you weren't 7'5", when you were 12, right?
1: Uh, I was, like, 6'8", I would say.
0: You were 6'8", when you were 12?
1: Around there, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh,
0: I- okay. Go
1: ahead.
0: okay, so I know every time you jump on any kind of call or any interview or any podcast, first thing they want to talk about is how, t- how tall you are. And they probably talk about it the whole way through. But I'm going to ask you this one time, Rob, okay? And then I promise we'll stay away from it as much as I can keep it. Because I'm just envious, bro. I'm 5'9". My girlfriend's about as tall as I am. And people give me shit for not being tall enough. So I got to know, right? You'll never have that problem, I promise. But I got to know, Rob, people say you're 7'7". Is that true or false? Because I think it's false, and I think you're taller than 7'7".
1: No, that's true, Uh, I I mean... Rob, you can tell me if you're 7'9", this is a safe space. So, the last time I got measured, I was 7'7". But uh, what the people might not know is, uh, I had a back surgery during my senior year. Yeah. That's why I was out for the entire past two years, pretty much. Yeah. And so, uh, they may have straightened it, So I may be slightly taller now. So you had had
0: back surgery that might have just put you up to seven foot like eight? Are we talking possibly?
1: Possibly, I don't know. But I still identify myself as a seven seven footer, so.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. That's all I wanted to hear because I'm like seven sevens, like it's crazy to hear that it sounds like an understatement but I thought it might have been. But so you had back surgery you said 2 years ago uh
1: October 17th of 2019 so You're about a month ago
0: okay so what it that that was my question because i grew up um i actually played with a uh um with a kid and when we were younger and i'm talking when i was uh probably in like 3rd 4th grade and he was extremely tall i don't uh know exactly like medically though he always had issues so whether it was like lung capacity um you know his body like didn't keep up with with his like growth like it couldn't do it like internally did you run into issues like that coming up
1: oh uh, thankfully not internally speaking i'm perfectly fine yeah uh, my biggest issue was my back uh because i had a scoliosis and yeah like you said, my body wasn't able to keep up with it, and it just got worse with the time. But thankfully now, it's, uh, that's all of the way, so.
0: You feel better now?
1: Yeah, much better. No pain, so that's amazing.
0: They didn't have to, like, fuse any discs together or anything, did they?
1: Oh, uh, well, the itself is called back fusion, so, uh, they pretty much put two rods in there and screws and stuff. But, uh, I mean, I'm just as well as I was before. So, I don't really feel a difference.
0: That's good. That's oh, really good. good. No, that's awesome. So, now you're, you're heading on to, let me, let's me let talk about Spire a little bit. Because that whole thing, so you, Romania, you left Romania, you go Italy. And you, you know, your dad's somebody that pushes you and, and works out with you. What went into that decision to leave? Uh, Did you go Italy right to America or did you go back home for a little bit?
1: Yeah, well, I... It was 2016 when I went back home because every summer I will go back home after Italy. And uh, that summer I actually played for my... the Romanian national team. And after that... You know, Spire hit me up, and then I just ended up going to Spire in the fall. So it was pretty much right afterwards.
0: Was it? Was it after the? Vi- was it like? Was there a viral like video and stuff that went out? Because I remember watching you way back when. Was that when like American interest started to come in? Uh, or before that.
1: Uh, slightly before that. Yeah, I would say six months earlier. I'd say.
0: Okay. Did, but at the time, I was
1: obviously, you know, in Italy. So I wasn't really thinking about moving halfway throughout the year. But uh, obviously, when the year ended, you know, I waited my choices and chose Spire.
0: Yeah. Now, that, did you have other options other than Spire? Like, what what else were you kind of debating on? Was, was it staying and playing with the national team or going to America? Or were there other schools in America?
1: Yeah, well, mostly – I mean realistically choices that I would have made, I had to choose between American schools. Yeah. And uh a funny story actually. Um uh, the coach from at the time at least, the coach from Monverde hit me up. Really? Yeah, and uh that was like halfway throughout my year in Italy and uh as European guys, we don't know much about the American system before we get here. Yep. So I had no idea who Montvert was, and uh, so I just like politely rejected, you know, his offer because I was You're in Italy. not know the time. Him about Vert? Pretty much, yeah. And uh, <laughs> six months later, you know, I realized, uh, oh, I, I could use that now.
0: My like, shit, they're actually they're they're an unreal program. That that is crazy yeah. because it's so different, you know, American system, whether it's like prep, cause you guys do the club system, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so you guys do like cause like you were saying at 14, 15, 16 years old, you're part of like a um like a professional club over there, but at just a lower level, right? Because there's multiple steps yeah. to get to the national team. Is that is that right? I don't know much about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, pretty much, um,
1: for example, the best example I would give you that the people would know is Luka Doncic, yep. he, he went and played for Real Madrid, and uh, he initially was playing for the junior team, and then within a couple of years, obviously, they realized he has huge potential, and they upped him to the professional team, Yeah. and uh, yeah, he's like, I think he still holds a record for the youngest guy to play in EuroLeague. Yeah, he was like so,
0: seventeen or sixteen, right?
1: Yeah, he was like
0: yeah, something like that, like crazy. Could Luca? Could Luca guard you in the post right now? Don't be modest, Rob. It's the post. I'm not saying one on one from the top of the key. Could he guard you back to the basket in the post?
1: Not sure about that, but I know I could guard him on the other. End.
0: You said you could guard him.
1: Uh, not, not just on cocky, but actually like I would have to
0: That's okay. That's okay. We might you we might have to send you down to the bubble and get you in there because Luca's been messing around during practice, kicking basketballs in. He probably um, would play you. he probably play you one on one. I bet you he would. I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. But that's uh brings up a really good point. So European players. So this is becoming more and more. It used to be just like at the NBA level, you would get, you know, 15 to 20% of the guys drafted are European players, and they come right out of those top level uh, Euro League or Euro Cup teams, um, and they're, you know, 18 years old or whatever. But now it's becoming, you guys have tended to now in high school, this is becoming more and more of a trend. Where schools like Mount Verde, schools like uh, Spire, obviously, are taking European players and um, you know developing them at a high school level. Have you seen that, like from Romania or other countries around Europe? Are they taking? Um, are you seeing other players kind of following your footsteps, or who did you follow in uh, footsteps in terms of leaving your home country and coming here? I
1: personally didn't really follow anybody's footsteps. I just. Just believe in myself and yeah. my own way. But uh, yeah, actually, I've been seeing a lot of like Romanian kids and girls like coming to the U.S. playing high school basketball, which is amazing because you know Romania is just like your average European country, and by that I mean like we don't really put a lot of focus on sports, so that's okay. why we always look to like other countries and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really good because obviously if you play high school basketball, you have a really good chance of going to college here.
0: Right. If you're good
1: enough. And um, then from college, you know, anything can happen. And uh, even if you don't decide to go continue pursuing your sport, you still have a diploma. So
0: yeah. They're good their way. What is, is – is Romania – is that Eastern or Western Europe? Rob, come on now.
1: That's a good question, man. Uh,
0: because it's was, different. It's different. Western Europe is way more like sports centralized, right? So you you have like uh, Spain, um, you know, other countries over there. I know Italy, there's a lot. That, those are where like your Euro Euroleague teams, they tend to be more like Western – Europe and then Eastern Europe and like towards Russia and everything like you're saying tends to be less sports centralized. Like you said, growing up, sports weren't really a big deal, like culturally. No, really, we Romanians, we we like soccer a lot. Yeah, but that's
1: about it. Uh, Do you ever I play soccer A little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I, I hate soccer. So
0: you hate soccer, so you never even played. Actually, when I was in middle school, we
1: would, during the PE classes, we would play soccer sometimes. But never the-
0: never organized?
1: No, it was just like, we would just get a bowl and we would do whatever.
0: Damn, I was going to say, if you played organized soccer, even in like first grade, I, I would have told, we would had to have somebody go dig up the footage. Because that, you want to talk about going viral. You running around out there slide tackling people at 6'5 when you're, like, 11. Would have been 11. <laughs> that been so I was so go Oh, man. Dude, that's, that's awesome. So, yeah, then you, you leave and then you come to Spire. How big was, was that? Like, was it a big culture shock adjustment? I know my inside information tells me you speak five different languages. So coming to, you know, America, <laughs> Rob, don't do that. That's not like, a, oh, you speak. that's crazy. I speak one barely and I can't speak any other. And I'm like everybody else. You can speak, what languages can you speak?
1: All right, so right now I speak Romanian, English and Italian. So three, in, they lied to me? Well, in the past I used to also speak Hungarian a little bit. Okay. Uh, so it was four. Now, of course, I know, I know words in other languages, but like fluently speaking, the best, the most I ever knew was four. But right now I'm saying three.
0: You know swear words in the other languages though, huh? Oh,
1: yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, easiest to learn, aren't they?
0: They're the easiest to learn, easiest to remember. I feel you on that. I was never good at it. I couldn't even really get the Spanish ones down and I can't say them on here because then we'll get canceled, all right? But okay. Yeah. So, so you you come over. Was it much of a culture shock, or because of the fact that you didn't have much of a language barrier? Was it an easier transition from Romania to Ohio, Geneva, Ohio?
1: Well, you Americans are pretty nice people, and you tend to be used to like tall people. So, yeah, like fairly easily for me, fairly easy to me for me to adjust because. Like, whenever people ask me, like, how tall are you? They always follow the question with, like, do you play basketball? <laughs> really? And uh, that says a lot because back home or like really in Europe, they never really ask that. Like, it's just like, how tall are you?
0: That is so
1: the end of it? culture is different.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Did, does that bother you? Because I've had, um, i trying to think of the tallest, I had a, a guy on my AU team, I believe he was seven foot seven foot two um, or something like that. And and that was always his thing. He's from uh, Minnesota, I believe. Um, But yeah, like we would walk around tournaments and even at a basketball tournament, everybody's like, oh, you know, how tall are you? Does that bother you? Be honest with me.
1: It used to, it used to bother me a lot, but now with time that I got used to it, it's just, you got to realize that people don't see somebody like yourself every day. Right. You know, so, you know, and me personally, no, you know, I like it when people are, like, being polite about it. And, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I know, like, my teammates usually love seeing people's reaction and all that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I always used to walk behind my teammate who was 7'2 and just watch, like, all the, all the families that walk by. And they're all, like, the, just the reaction is I think it's kind of funny. But I, I knew he would always get upset about it. And I figured, you know, when you are over seven foot, you go through a stage where it kind of gets annoying. But that's cool that you're not, you know, it doesn't bother you too much because, I mean, it's it's part of you. But obviously, we're seeing, you know, you're committed to Ro- Rochester. You're going to, you know, a university. And it's not just, I'm 7'7 seven, seven and that's all. 7'8, correction. Um, you're 7'8 officially. Now, Rob, you are 7'8. Um, but no, like, it's not just the fact that you're seven foot seven, you can, you can play and you take this very seriously. Um, So you watch any, like, who do you, who do you, we've had taco on the podcast Um, guys like uh, him are similar to you, not only in height, but, you know, coming from a different part of the world. Uh, Who do you kind of watch in terms of, you know, NBA now, or, you know, past players, who do you try to model your game after? It's always something I like to hear.
1: Well, right now, I honestly just watch everybody, because I feel like there's so much talent in the league that you can learn something from everybody. 100%. Uh, Love that. Back in the day, though, uh, my top three players were always Yao Ming, Doug Nowitzki, and Tim Duncan. Love that. Big guys, you know,
0: uh, old school. Yeah, do you watch any bubble basketball lately?
1: Uh not really. I saw I, I don't really get the the channels here, but yeah, I'm they're,
0: fine. yeah, they're 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 kind of tough to get, but I we were watching uh some of my guys were watching the Lakers yesterday and the, the the scrimmages I think are right now. I think the first game is like August 1st or something like that, but um uh, yeah. we were watching uh the Lakers and I was just sitting there thinking I knew I had you coming on uh today and I was sitting there watching AD and stuff. Is that somebody – like, in terms of mobility, do you want to be just a true center? Because I feel like that's a – like, it's hard to come by nowadays. Or are you somebody who wants to be able to catch from 15 and move enough to get work your way down to the basket? So, ideally,
1: obviously, I want to be as versatile as possible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I want to – I know a bigger argument that people make is that centers are dying, you know. I want to prove that wrong. I want to show that, you know, we can still be more than useful and be the center of a team. So, you know, like I said before, I, I, I watch all players and I'm trying to learn from them as much as I can. But I want to do it like my own way, not yeah. just with someone, you know.
0: No, I like that a lot. I mean, hey, Rob, they, they say that... uh. That five ten unathletic pass first point guards are dying too, but we gotta we gotta hold it down for the two ends of the spectrum. All right, yes, sir. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's talk about let's talk about Aspire Basketball. Let's talk about you getting there because you were there before Lamelo, right? Yeah, I got
1: there two years before him.
0: How much did that campus change when uh, Levar Ball showed up in the G wagon with all the Ball brothers?
1: Uh, it was big. I mean, obviously, all the media attention and. All the fans that would come watch the games just for him, you know, it was pretty cool. Would you like um, playing with them? Uh I never I didn't really play at all that season because that was I actually
0: Oh that I, yeah I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I tried to do my surgery that year, but yep. it didn't work out. Um but I met Lamelo on multiple occasions. I mean I'd see him around the campus. So
0: what's he, what's he like off the court?
1: Uh, I mean, he was cool. He was chill. You know, he was pretty goofy from what I heard. Yeah, goofy
0: uh, for sure. Did he change? Yeah. Did he change the culture at Spire? Like before and after? Like was there a shift in terms of not just media, but I mean, he they wanted to play a national schedule. They wanted to play some of the best teams in the country, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously. After the year, after he left, you know, now the standard was set so high that, you know, Spire tried to keep it up there as much as they could. And, uh, you know, like this season, I know we played a lot of good teams. Uh, well, the team played a lot of good teams. And, you know, a major part of that might be to the fact that Lomela was there the year prior.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I know that's going to be. That would have to be extremely tough. I mean, you get uh, you get a guy like Lamelo coming in, and uh, you know, after after he does leave and he goes MBL right after that, it seems like the media kind of just follows him, right? But what was uh, you got any you got any Lamelo stories in terms of him playing or off the court or anything like that? What was like? Because I'm I'm assuming you watched him play quite a bit, right?
1: Yeah, well, I never traveled with the team, but I. Uh... I obviously watch their games, like, online. Yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, I know a lot of guys would want to beef with him on the court. They would try to, you know, uh, lock him down and all that. Yeah. I know Spire had, you know, multiple fights during that year with other <laughs> things. Stop just got too heated. So, yeah.
0: You were never in those fights, though, right? Because you didn't no. try
1: I, I watch from far away.
0: Well, that, that's good because if you were there, I feel like if you just stuck both hands out and spun around really fast, everything would be cleared. You could just go right around the mellow and just clear everything right on out. You feel me? Yes, sir. Might as well. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so you, you, lived, you had to you know, transition from living in your home country where you're comfortable or at least Italy where you know, you're not as far away from home as you are in Geneva, Ohio. Did you, did you form a lot of relationships at Spire with your teammates and stuff? What were living situations like at the academy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I pretty much keep in touch with most people from every single year that I'm at. Uh, uh, I remember my first year, I got to go to my first NBA game because of all my teammates who, his name is Nikos Otikoyen. Shout out to you, my man. He's from Greece, and he knows the Antetokounmpo brothers pretty well. Really? So we got to go and see the Cavs versus Milwaukee that year. And uh, I almost got to meet Yannis because of him, but unfortunately they lost, and Yannis was really mad, so he just got on the bus
0: and left. We've all been there. We've all been there. So those are some guys that you still have relationships with? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh,
1: it was also like very interesting to like learn about like different cultures because we also had a lot of foreign students, just like myself. So I got to learn about other cultures, and I learned about countries I didn't even know that existed. So yeah,
0: Was was it was it easier to connect with other people that are coming from Europe or a different country? Uh, than it was for Americans, or was was everybody pretty accepting?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely everybody was very accepting. I feel like, though, one of my personality advantages is that I always get to form chemistry really well and really quickly with, like, European people. So, yeah.
0: I feel like I'm a little European then, because I feel like we made a, like, this is the first time I met you, dude, but you might have to – there's been a couple people I tell, like, you got to come back on the show. You are 100% coming back on the show, right, Rob? Yes, sir. You um, you're, you're my guy. I love it. I love it. All right, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about college because you've, you've now made your decision. You're going to Rochester. It's in Michigan. Um, and uh, what all went into that? I know we touched on it briefly in the beginning. But uh, in terms of play style, like, are you back on the court yet from your injuries and stuff, or are you still rehabbing?
1: No, rehab's been down for a couple of months now. I'm just Good. trying to get back to the swing of things at this point.
0: Got you. So are you any, any on-the-court work yet, or are you even able to find a gym? I know Michigan tends to have pretty tight restrictions on, the, on everything with COVID.
1: Yeah, and that, as far as right now, I don't really have a gym. Uh, we have, like, a group outside the house. Well, that's the best I have right now.
0: So is that what you're doing, working out in the driveway? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm trying to. Do. Hey, you gotta, you gotta get it how you can, brother. Especially during these times. I feel you on that. Um, but so Rochester, what are you, what are you most excited about this next step? Are you excited, nervous? What are you, what are you feeling? I'm not really
1: nervous. I mean, I, I already, I'm kind of used to changing places. So yeah. I'm definitely excited though because this is the the new big step for me. And uh, yeah. you know, I've been ever since my sophomore year when I started looking to colleges. I this was my goal, you know, to make it to the next level. Yep. So now seeing this become reality, you know, it's it's pretty cool.
0: What's your What's your goals there? Right off the top of your head, like where 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 do you want to see yourself in like five to ten years?
1: well that's a hard question because i don't know what's going to happen during college but uh i feel you on that i would love to like play professionally one day um, and on the other hand like more of like non-athletic side you know i really want to help people out one day in a big meaningful way Um so you know, if you play professionally, they will kind of help you with the money. And from there on, you can open different businesses and whatever and try to give back to the people and all yep. that. So that's well. That's, that's, really
0: cool. that's really cool to hear that it's not only on the court for you. What – um, you, you know what you're going to major in yet or are you going to stay undecided for this first year?
1: Yeah, I, I chose the business management,
0: so. Business management? Do you know, do you have any idea, like obviously things change in life, but like if you had to write up your your life story, if I gave you a pen and this is what's going to happen, what would you want to do with a business management degree? Well, honestly,
1: like the only reason I'm doing business management is because I feel like school systems around the world fail us to teach us about money and all that. And uh, obviously, I want to learn all that. I want to learn how to use it, how to invest it. You know, so so like I said, so in the future, um, I have the knowledge to, you know, be able to help people out somehow.
0: Yeah. So you, I mean, you you keep saying it. You're like, I want to help other people. So your goal is to, you know, build your capital, build everything that you can personally, and then you want to give it back. Um, do you plan on like? If I gave you a choice and you had to say America or go back to Romania, do you miss home enough to want to go back there and live there, you know, when this is all done in terms of basketball? That's a tough choice.
1: Because even though I I miss my friends, the food, you know, my family, it's still like, there's so much more opportunity here than
0: back
1: home. So, you know, for the better and for the sake of my country, you know, I'm, I should stay here as much as I can.
0: Yeah. You miss the food? Oh, yeah. Really? What – if Is I go to, to Romania, to... what do I have to have? Come again? If I go to Romania, what kind of food do I have to have that's different that I can't get here? <sighs>
1: Wiener's uh We that's do a general, lot of fun. Germany. Buffalo.
0: Wait, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Oh, Wiener Specials from Germany. What should I have if I go to Romania? Uh,
1: we do a lot of like meat cooking recipes. Okay.
0: Have,
1: I don't know the English counterpart, but salmone, it's like this meat with, that you eat with like mustard and, and bread. It's really good.
0: What animal does this meat come from, Rob? Oh, uh, pretty sure it's pig. Pig, okay, a little pork. I got you. Okay, yeah. is that the best thing you got? Uh,
1: we got a lot of like good desserts as well. Like uh, I know you Americans make the pancakes like really thick. Yeah, yeah. Back home you don't know, like long and really thin.
0: Like a crepe, almost. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So you miss you miss the food a little bit, but you've you've gotten pretty accustomed, like you said, to moving. You know, by yourself pretty much. When's the last time you saw your family?
1: Uh two years ago. They usually come over every summer. But yeah. obviously here was different. Yep. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Is that difficult at times?
1: Yeah, I mean I haven't seen my sister in like four years now. Four uh, years now? Yeah, she was too little to
0: uh, what take she of the- to? I'm sorry. What's she up to, your sister? What's she do? Uh,
1: well, she's just nine, so. She's nine? She... Okay, so she's
0: just chilling. Okay, my fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you haven't seen her in four years now?
1: Yeah. They were supposed to come this summer with her, but you know, this virus situation happened, so.
0: Can we expect uh, her to be, be a basketball player? Is she interested in that at all?
1: Well, when uh, when she was a baby, my dad had uh, laid like 10 different balls in front of her, like footballs and uh, tennis balls, handballs, basketballs. And she went straight for the basketball. Is she so, really? Uh, she, she actually works out with my dad at his academy.
0: Yeah.
1: She seems to be into it, but... You know, the way my father said it, they're not gonna force her to do anything. Like she has to enjoy it. Otherwise there's no point in doing it. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean she's I mean she's genetically, I mean her mom's you know, six foot, her dad's seven one. So I mean I'm assuming she's gonna blow right past the six foot mark, yeah, I would assume, right? You no. Know,
1: right now she's pretty she's slightly taller than everybody else right now, but still pretty average, so also,
0: I yeah, you said you, you, were, you were 12, so she's got her three years until she really makes that, that jump. It should be interesting. I would, I would love to see because I think it's just kind of on a delay right now. In America, women's basketball is just kind of really making a push. And, you know, it, just like um, European-wise, it took a little while for that transition, the best players from Europe coming here, uh, but right now it's mostly male athletes, to see a female come do it and her be somebody, you know, possibly that could boost, you know, the WNBA because they're so talented, so skilled in the, at the WNBA level. But I think European-wise, the way that they're brought up, and you can kind of speak to this, it's so much skill-based. It's so, you know, discipline-oriented, and it's really good to have that, you know, kind of – plopped right into the NBA system. So, you know, that's uh, that's really interesting. I hope uh, I hope she does it. Your dad's academy, he's still running that?
1: Yeah, to this day. What's it called? Uh, well it's got a Romanian name. It's called Basket Club Best I've uh, it's pretty much not on to you know sound cocky, but it might just be the biggest academy in my city, in my city.
0: No, that's great. Right
1: so, yeah, it's doing pretty good.
0: No, that's that, that's amazing. So, in terms of a basketball academy, like uh, Americans, when we think of it, we assume it's just kind of like, a, you know, four walls and a roof with a basketball court in it. What does he all do for the academy? Does he run camps? Does he train people? Does he have teams? What does that look like at, at the academy? Yeah, I mean, he has, like,
1: different group agents, teams. and uh, yeah. He does different – Tournaments uh, every year. He goes to different camps with the kids. Uh, he's very—he's a perfectionist, so he likes to make sure every kid is like shooting the perfect way, you know, yeah. the basics properly. That's so awesome. the facts and all of that stuff.
0: That's that's really that's really cool. So it's a lot of like it's youth basketball, right? Like it's younger kids.
1: Yeah. Well, when I was there, we used to have some older kids like. 18 and 17, but right now it's mostly like younger kids.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. That's that's really cool. I think, I think to be honest, I think America, you're gonna see a shift. Um, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but like with the NCAA, because collegiate at, like sports are way different in America than than Europe, right? You guys don't like college sports aren't really a thing, right?
1: Well, um, they're growing now. But I think, back, I I was younger. We didn't really know much about it.
0: Yeah. No. I think I think what's possibly going to happen is if if there is a shift in college basketball, you're going to see. I think in America, like if I had to put my money on it, you're going to see more club oriented because other than here in the U.S., whether it's you know South America or Europe or any other place where where sports are prevalent, it seems to be all club system oriented, where you jump in to your local club when you're younger um, and then you try to kind of work your way up. Australia is the same way. I know that. I've been to, to, to Melbourne and stuff. But, yeah, it would be interesting. What about you? You do any, you do any travel other than, uh, you know, around Ohio and Michigan? You stay in the Midwest, man. You ever go anywhere else? No, really. Oh, uh, yeah. What about when oh. you were
1: younger? I'm sorry?
0: What about when you were younger?
1: yeah well when i was younger i I traveled uh probably throughout half europe so i've traveled quite a bit but uh, here in the us i've only visited a couple states never really been on the west coast so hopefully i'll get to visit there one day
0: yeah if you go to cali though we gotta we gotta do a a vlog of rob bob goes to cali i think matter of fact it should just be a, a reality tv show you're the man you're not only you know a hooper and somebody who you know cares about his craft but you're funny dude i love loved having you on and and you've chopped it up you know as good as anybody man i i really appreciate you jumping on that was rob bob who's on the pod that just sounds right and he's gonna intro our game today rob bob's random 20 and actually because he's such a special guest we gave him two games but this one is coming at you first I'm gonna give him 20 random questions and he's gotta hit me with the first thing that pops to his head. You ready, Rob? Yep, always. Let's do it. Number one, uh, what are what is your favorite song right now? Go.
1: Uh, it's
0: gotta be the entire new Juice World album, Legends Never Die. I knew I liked you, Rob. I knew I did. Number two, what's your dream car? Uh the GMC you call an XL? The one you can fit in. XL meaning very important. Got it. Three. Uh, favorite animal? Turtles. <laughs> you love turtles? <laughs> All right. If you had a turtle as a pet, do you have a turtle as a pet? No, I never had a pet. No, if you had a turtle as a pet, what would you name him or her? Probably like Cookie. Cookie? Cookie the yeah. turtle, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think number five, uh, f- best food in the fridge right now. Oatmeal and blueberries. Oatmeal and blueberries. Rob Bob is on his on his health kick. I like it. Number six. Uh, if it wasn't basketball, what sport would you play? Uh, probably water polo. <laughs> Well, we talked about other sports on the pod. So if you didn't listen to it and you're just watching the game, don't be a dummy. Rewind, listen to the full hour. But he says water polo. We need to see Rob, Rob Bob in the water. All right. Number seven, if you were stranded on a deserted island, give me your three items you're bringing with you. This is a classic.
1: Water, some food, and some boots probably.
0: See, you're very practical. I like that. I like that. Number eight, what's something nobody knows about you? Uh,
1: well, some people know this, but probably most people don't know that I'm like a music guy. I like playing piano.
0: You like playing piano. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Number nine, who's the most famous person to ever send you a DM?
1: Probably that's the hard one. I've had a couple. Have you really? Do institutions count or just people?
0: Institutions count, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overtime then. What'd you say? Overtime then. Oh, okay. Shout out to OT. I, I figured they'd Fair. that in there. Unbelievable. Number t- number 10, what song do you secretly listen to that you don't want anybody to know you listen to?
1: Uh, probably, I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys.
0: <laughs> I love it. Number 11, if you had a tattoo, wait, do you have a tattoo? Not yet. Okay, if you were to get a tattoo, what tattoo would you get?
1: I'll probably get some type of minimalistic design on my back so I can cover this car.
0: I feel you from the surgery. I like that. That's dope. Number 12, what's one concert you need to go to?
1: I've never been to a concert, but probably Alan Walker. You know him? Say it, Say it again. Alan Walker, the EDM guy. Oh,
0: you're, you're into EDM?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty to that.
0: Rob, Bob, you would be the most elite concert goer ever because I have an issue. I don't go to them because I can't see anything. You would yeah. be so clean. You're in HD, baby. All right. Uh, if the world's attention, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds right now, what would you say?
1: I'd probably just talk to them about how we need to do a better job. Like – Figuring out like the small issues that we have going on in the world, and like just like a motivational speech, I guess.
0: I like it. You're a motivational dude. Trust me, the last hour I I figured that out. All right. Um, if you could eat di- if you could eat dinner with one person, dead or alive, your choice. Who would it be?
1: Probably Dwayne Johnson.
0: You like The Rock?
1: Yeah. Here. He's a big guy, he knows a little about fitness and all that as well.
0: What if you uh you you hear he might make a presidential run, the rock? Well, oh,
1: that would be amazing. He seems like a great dude. So Doesn't I'm sure. He? Yeah, sport. he really
0: does. Extremely intelligent and obviously, you know, he knows how to motivate a, a mass of people. So and he he knows what he's doing. So uh if you could hoop with someone, that or alive, who would it be?
1: Probably Yeoman. You know I is he your favorite player? Uh, yeah, he's in my top three.
0: Yeah. Uh, who Who's your favorite pop band? I think I already know this one. Pop, <laughs> pop band? Uh, is it like um, like Backstreet Boys, NSYNC? Maroon 5 maybe? Dude, you, you are not playing around with the music. You're throwing out bangers. I love it. Number 17. If you answer this wrong, we're going to stop the pod, and we're never going to have conversation again, okay? No pressure. Carol Baskins or Joe Exotic? Rob? Joe Exotic. Okay. Whew. I thought I was going to have to throw my computer across the room. Number 18, if you could choose who could play you in a movie, who would it be? Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> height, height, not involved because you're never gonna oh. find anybody to play you.
1: Probably. Uh, probably Dwayne Johnson.
0: <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. All right, who's your celebrity crush, number nineteen?
1: Oof. Realistic or unrealistic?
0: unrealistic as you can possibly get. Okay. uh,
1: The Haley Seinfeld.
0: Who? The singer, the actress. Dude, you are big into music, so okay, Haley Seinfeld. That's my fault, Haley. If I don't know who you are, I'll do my research. I'll be better next time. All right? Wait, do you have a realistic one, like low-key, or you might have a crush on somebody that, you know?
1: I mean, uh, not to sound basic, but Addison Rae is kind of cute.
0: You like Addison Ray. Are you on TikTok, Rob, Bob? I
1: don't know, really. I just watch occasionally.
0: No, uh, Rob. Stop playing around. You need to start making TikToks. I'm telling you. Listen to Gary Vee, make TikToks, and make a lot of them. I'm telling you. That's, that would go crazy. I'm to find you on that. All right, number 20, last one. You talked about helping people. If you could change the world in one way, what would it be? Stop the hate. Simple. Plain and simple. I love it. The final wrap-up game is Rob Bob's bigs. I'm going to give him big men in the league or that were in the league, and we're going to go up by height, and he's going to have to pick the best one out of the two names I give him. You ready, Rob? Yep. Let's do it. Number one, 6'10", Bill Russell or Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. And if you listen to the podcast, you would have already knew that answer. So go back if you're still playing around. Number two, seven-foot Dirk Nowitzki or Paul Gasol? Dirk Nowitzki. You would have knew that answer too. Don't play with me. Number three, seven-foot Patrick Ewing or Hakeem Olajuwon? Hakeem Olajuwon. Olajuwon. Number four, seven-foot-one David Robinson or Robert Parrish? Nate Robinson. Number five, seven foot one Shaq or Wilt Chamberlain. Shaq. Sure. Number six, seven foot two Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Dikembe Mutombo. Kareem. Kareem. Number seven, seven foot three Kristaps Porzingis or Sabonis. Kristaps. Number eight, seven foot five Taco Fall, your boy, or Bobon.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Taco though, just because he was kind enough to answer my DM.
0: No, okay, you're gonna go with Taco. I love it. Dude, I but I know you're picking Taco. I get a lot of Bobon vibes from you. I feel like, you know, as you move up, you go through Rochester and your next step, you're gonna have a lot of Bobon in you. So number nine, seven foot six, Sean Bradley or Yao Ming? Yao Ming. Love it. All right, number 10, seven George Murson or Minute Bull? I got to go with George Murson because he's Romanian. He's Romanian. That's your guy? Yep. I love it. Well, there you go, folks. That was Rob Bob's Bigs. Today we had a great episode. Stay tuned next week for another great one. Rob, I appreciate you coming on. You're the man, and I'm telling you, you're coming back whether you like it or not. All right?
1: Yes, sir. My pleasure.
0: All right, good luck at Rochester, my brother.